is what am I choosing to focus on? This is because what we choose to focus on affects our whole life. And unfortunately, most of us focus on what we fear. It seems to be the human condition. And this is because we have a two million year old brain and that's designed to keep us safe and alert us of any danger. So what we focus on, we also feel, whether it's true or not. And as Tony says, where focus goes, energy flows. So what if you spent time focusing on gratitude or cultivating a growth mindset? A lot of the people that will be watching this and listening to this are going to be in a spot of pain, mental pain, physical pain, anguish, and low energy, right? We know what happens when we're not eating right, we're not exercising, that we're just new diabetics. We're we're, uh, we're, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. That's a life though, right? No matter what, whether we like it or not, this is a journey. It is. And right now, in this moment, me living with type one diabetes, you with insulin resistance or others that are in a different place on the, the spectrum of diabetes, it still comes down to question number one. What is it that we are choosing to focus on? It's an interesting question, right? And when you have an ailment, you can't do anything but focus on the ailment sometime. And I think the message what you're saying is the ailment's there because of things. And we have to look beyond that and start moving towards a, a solution to the ailment. Uh, often when you have diabetes or you're living with diabetes, it, there's not just one ailment, there's several ailments. So it's really hard to get out of that place of pain or uh, frustration or low energy to look beyond what you have to do. Diabetes Canada says that when you get diabetes, here's what they want you to do. They want you to uh, find a family doctor. Most Many Canadians don't have a family doctor. Then they want you to find a diabetes educator. Uh, partner up with your endocrinologist, get a pharmacist, a social worker, an exercise physiologist, a psychologist, a foot care specialist, and an eye care specialist. That's Di Diabetes Canada's suggestions for people that have diabetes. That's the starting point. You know, Bob, the truth is, is that diabetes can be a very, overwhelming uh, diagnosis. Um, having been through that in a dramatic way, as you know, when I was diagnosed and they came out of a coma uh, from it, that's basically what I was told. I was at St. Paul's Hospital and they said, well, welcome to diabetes. You now need an entire team because this is not going to be an easy journey. And I had a great doctor, but now you're right. I have an endocrinologist. I go to the eye doctor at least, you know, once a year. I, if for a lot of type twos and pre-diabetics, they'll have uh, foot and peripheral uh, uh, vascular conditions that will mm -hmm. cause uh, ulcers and, and uh, infections in the feet and hands. So people actually, 70% of all amputations are direct are related to diabetes. So this is not an easy thing. We need a team. That's why I always have the saying, Together we can, right? Is that you need a medical team. 
when you have a, a serious chronic condition. Yeah. But the real truth is, what good are they if you're not focused on what results that you want to get in this journey? Do you just want to stay where you're at? Do what you always have done to get where you actually are at the moment? Or are you going to say, I'm changing. I am going to learn. I'm going to get around people, right, that have traveled the road before. Yeah. That isn't, don't you think that's an important part of our focus in life? And even more than that, you're talking about the brain there with the stroke. Well, guess what? Leading cause now. They're almost, in the science journals that I've read, calling dementia and Alzheimer's type 3. That, exactly. Well, because yeah, exactly. The leading cause of them is yeah. insulin resistance in the brain. 89%, according to the CDC, 89% of diabetic, type 1 diabetics are overweight or obese. And um, massive challenge, right? Massive yeah. challenges. But beyond that, beyond the the fear of the conditions that could come or are upon us um, is the potential for change. And we're working now with people, you and I are working with people right now that experience radical change um, by altering their eating habits, by altering their exercise habits, by getting more balance in their lives. We've been seeing phenomenal change in people almost instantaneously by simply right. doing a few very important but not commonly understood things is there's a bigger dream here is to become the person that you could become the person yeah. that perhaps you were or the uh, physical a physical improved improved person and a mentally improved person by doing some important things focus is really a mental mindset and intentional uh uh uh, uh shift and to hit the target, just as, you know, in the slide that we're showing right now, it requires focus to hit the bullseye. And some days we're lucky to even hit the target. But the fact is, is that we need to be focused on the results that we want to achieve. And that means getting around people that have journeyed before us, getting that education, the training and the mentorship that's available through right. programs such as ours. And we're not the only one, but we are definitely a leading uh, provider of education, training, and mentorship for people living with an impacted by diabetes. Our last meeting that we just had a, a couple of days ago uh, with our group, one of the things that struck me as we were uh, talking together and learning together was the laughter. People yes. laughed. There was so much kibitzing and fun and laughter. I think that was like at least 50% of the meeting was just people connecting with other people with diabetes and just enjoying each other's company. And I think that's, a, well, there's lots of studies that show when you laugh, it's an amazingly healthy thing to do. When there's joy in your life, it's a healing process. And so I think bringing people together that have common challenges is a brilliant thing to do. You know what? I, I really love how you just worded that. And I think it's summarized by this. We're actually turning probable into possible. There is no limit on what we can achieve. We first have to believe it. And I think that's part of where we're going here with the next question, right? We first have to believe it. So where does the belief come from? It's really the meanings we put on. So first, we've got to be focused on improvement 
on education, on training, on learning how to shift our, our focus, our mindset, the intention that we're going to learn and, and, and know that we can do this and that together we can do it even better. Because I don't know what you know. I don't know what uh, uh, anyone that we're working with knows, but and it goes in the reverse. And together we're developing this mindset that where I'm at, the probable outcome is destined where I'm sitting because of what I've done. The probable outcome is that if I continue to do what I've always done, I'm going to probably get what I've always got. However, if we're willing to do what we weren't willing to do before, it's possible that we're going to transform our entire life. And that starts with, I think, question number two. And why number two is so important is what is the meaning that we're choosing to put on things? 